Hello again, everybody. This is Noah Kinsey, founder and co-creator of the Aussie Cobb Network. Welcome back for part two of Upon, well, not part two, episode two of Upon Further Review, where we are discussing The Godfather. So I'm really excited for you to hear this. But a couple of little announcements. We are live, obviously, on iTunes and SoundCloud. So go subscribe to us, rate us. That would really help us out a lot to rate and comment and let us know what you think. You can also email at us, email us at whatupyo at ozzycobb.com um, and make sure to check out the other shows on our channel that are going to be available this week previously recorded live we have part two of the john semper interview we have upon further review obviously this is what you're listening to we have a new episode of this is awkward and getting real with zeke thomas where he is interviewing skeletor this week and tea too many where andrew sits down with kelsey dara so definitely check that out. You can check us out on Twitter and Instagram with both the same name, which is Prod. Go to ozzycob.com for a bunch of information. And you can follow me at Twitter with at the Noah Kinsey or Instagram with Noah Kinsey. And definitely check out the Facebook page for Vaguely Nefarious, which is my improv team that performs around Los Angeles. So we're going to be putting up events about where we'll be performing. So enjoy this show and see you next week. All right, welcome back to the second edition of Upon Further Review. Tonight we're talking about The Godfather, but first, let's see who who do we have on the panel. I am Craig Cunningham, and I have to take a phone call. I'll be right back. <laughs> Which way are we going? Right? Left. Sure, we can go around. Uh, I'm Danny Fernandez, and I don't have to take a phone call. Nice. So I'm still okay. checking in here with Great. you guys. My name is Renee Michelle Aranda. Uh, my phone service is actually non-existent right now, so I couldn't take a phone call if I wanted to. Well, I mean, unlike certain assholes, we have our phones on silent. Is that because you have Boost Mobile or something? No. <laughs> no, it was one of those, like, uh, I was on a plan with an ex and then it didn't really work uh, out. No, nobody that. uses their phone anyways. I know. Nobody I, uses I'm their totally phone fine with it. As, See? If I have Wi-Fi, you know. Yeah. I know. Smart. I get mad when someone leaves me a voicemail. I'm like, just text. Just I, can't, just text. Right? I can't handle it. Yeah. I actually broke up with someone because they, well, we weren't oh. dating. We were, we were starting to talk. Yeah. He left me voice, too many voicemails. He also called have, me at like 9 a.m. Have you seen Swingers? What? Because I just watched that movie. Yes, and that that's reminds what I'm me of this. Of. Yes. He, okay. So he saw it like I wrote a tweet at like 9 a.m. So he knew I was up. That, that's not that doesn't okay for, mean, you to, you, nope, for you to call that's me. Different. Yeah. You call, he called me more than my mom. Like, and my mom calls me like once a month, but still, I was like, that, that's how often you that's the call. metric <laughs> you don't need hey, i know to... we're dating but you called me twice this month it's i can't over. do you even leave me yeah i can't i can't do that all right so has anyone seen any good movies lately uh i want to see the movie you were talking about that we could probably write about when you went downstairs to use the restroom <laughs> oh the the scary the yeah yeah so Okay, I guess we'll. So we're in. A, talk about it now. We're in this awesome theater, and um, I went downstairs to use the bathroom, and there's like a side room that's kind of dark. There's one folding chair set up, and I just heard a little girl singing, and I'm like, nope, uh-uh, I'm going. I know how this movie ends. I am not going in that room. So yeah, no. 
but thanks for bringing back yeah. up my nightmare. Oh, that's, that's great. <laughs> Have you seen any like movies, whether on streaming or on DVD or in the theaters actually, or anything? Yeah, speaking of little kids, that actually reminds me of. I don't think I talked about this last time, but have you guys seen the Seven Up series? It's a documentary series that they started filming. Um, these seven-year-old kids, I don't remember what the date was, but every seven years they would follow, find these kids again and interview them again. So it was 17 up and then it's like 17 plus or whatever. And then it's uh, after 14 and it goes on and on and on. And now I think the last one they shot is they're 56 years old. And they're just Whoa. talking about life, marriage, their job. Like, did you do everything you said you wanted to do? And it's, I mean, each one's probably about 40 minutes to an hour. It's fascinating. Wow. Suck on that boyhood. So, <laughs> yeah, right. When you guys were talking about boyhood earlier, I kept 12 years. About that's that. nothing. Nothing. We're going decades on this. So it was interesting. Yeah, it was. I, I mean, I love hearing about other people's lives, especially people that aren't in the industry. I'm so mm. absorbed in that all the time mm. that it's so cool to hear about these people that just go on to drive a cab and that their whole life is about finding the love of their life and having children and, mm-hmm. and then it not, not working out in the end. And, you know, it's all this like real stuff and real people. It was very um, open, eye-opening. Awesome. What about you, Dan? I saw Selma not too long ago and not only did I see Common in that and I liked him a lot in that, I also saw him at a restaurant the next day. Oh, nice. Life in LA. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's like where we live is like the one place where you could, as you're walking out of the theater, you're like, oh crap, I just yeah, saw you in that movie. Uh, David Spade on the credits. No, I think I was really, I liked it a lot. I liked the direction that they took with it. So, um, and it was kind of brutal, but I guess it needed to be. It's like something that needs to be seen, but that can be kind of difficult to watch a couple hours of, you know, it's so violent. It's a good, I guess, reminder of one of those beautiful things. You're like, okay, I saw that once. I never need to see it again because it was that impactful. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I like that. I liked it a lot. All right. Very awesome. Craig? (laughs) I saw Breakfast at Tiffany's for the first time ever. For the first time ever? I never saw it. Oh my God. What did you think of it? It was really sweet. Yeah. But kind of weird. It is weird. It is. It is yeah. It's definitely a time capsule of the 80s. Or, or wait. wait. Yeah. Well, it was the 80s, right? No, it was the 90s. I think you're no, thinking of the wrong. You're thinking of the breakfast club. What did What did you breakfast say? Breakfast oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that it was just out of its time. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. I was breakfast like, club wow. at Tiffany's. <laughs> oh, I think we got a nice sweet movie mashup. <laughs> Sorry, I, I love that movie, so I'm just like... Just oh, give me my that. pearls back principle. I, like, I don't think some of that cast was alive in the 80s. <laughs> I love how everyone just stopped talking and gave me this look like, what the hell just happened? You're still in shock from you know, ghost tormenting <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> uh, no, Aud- Audrey Hepburn, yeah, yeah, which is like every college girl's like poster you know the one i'm talking about the breath tell me about it yeah. <laughs> on, on all my friends walls yeah with, so yeah so i, I saw that i, I mean i had them. tupac in my my dorm room but okay. i mean breakfast at tiffany's same thing <laughs> yeah it's either that or the marilyn monroe yes posters. i had yeah. janet jackson nice. actually i'm yeah I like dork. mine were bit. video game posters that's cool nice so i saw two i saw um get on up the James, um, Brown. James Brown biopic, oh, which yeah. I love. I actually yeah. just hung out with that kid, uh, with the uh, his son. I think it's his son. He's a uh, he's, he's like nineteen or eighteen years old. I went oh, to nice. Universal okay. Studios with him. Uh, the theme park. He was. It's. I had no idea he even had a kid. James <laughs> Brown's son. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, his yeah. real life son. Yeah. Oh, real life son. cool. 
Yeah, I, I love that movie. I thought it was really good. I actually enjoyed it most th- more than the other biopics this year. Most of them. Um, I mean, it's. Did have you guys seen it? I haven't mm. seen it. No. So it's very sugarcoat. Yeah. Over all of his legal troubles and things. I mean, it brings it up, but really, it all kind of narrows down to like. Oh, but he's really, you know, missing the innocence of a kid, which I mm-hmm. thought was interesting because our last show we did Citizen Kane, oh, where yeah, it was yeah. very similar. And I I was just kind of thinking that, you know, the Citizen Kane story last time we were trying to discuss for a remake and everything. But I feel like that can be used as the story for a lot of really successful people that just mm-hmm. lose it all. Yeah. It's like, yeah. where did they come? I mean, like Michael Jackson, you know. Citizen Kane had Xanadu, that big castle type place. Neverland, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the similarities too. I mean, like James Brown was a bully. You know. Oh, totally. He he made amazingly talented. I mean, not saying that James Brown wasn't talented, but the Mm man. I mean, he couldn't read music. Couldn't he? Didn't Mm -hmm. under he? But he forced these incredible trained professional musicians to do what he wanted to do because he was the man. Yeah. And that's what. And that's because it's like personalities dictate what's going to happen mm-hmm. not so much skill or talent or it's like mm-hmm. it's whoever whoever you kind of wonder like we were talking about um one of the other musicians that has a lot of respect i don't know if we want to say his name but that he's kind of a douchebag but it's because like sometimes you kind of have to be or it's yeah. inevitable that at that point you're such a legend that in order to keep getting your way you kind of have to have this yeah but james Brown also like didn't pay his musicians what? and like yeah and like whenever they decided that they weren't going to play he like shipped them out and brought in like a bunch of kids from new york on like on a whim and on a private jet and that's where bootsy collins came from like that's how bootsy oh, came because no. him and him and his brother and that's that was like you know the, the birth of the parliament movement right from there yeah it was interesting with the biopic their argument for that or at least i felt their argument for that was well when he was a kid his dad sold him mm-hmm. to work for this lady who ran a brothel who you know and and he also had as a kid he had to do that whole boxing where they put a bunch of little black kids in a ring for a white charity event and have them box and so a lot of that so you'd see flashbacks to his childhood while he's doing this stuff as an adult and it i mean once again it definitely it it definitely has its merits and it has its points but it's also definitely sugarcoating a lot of is not so great. I mean, it mentioned all that stuff, but it definitely was more of an argument towards him as the mm-hmm. legend. Well, yeah. I mean, in a different way, but also I felt like Selma kind of did that too. Sure. They have to. Absolutely. And, and that got criticized because of its depiction of LBJ. It, yeah, that and also just affairs and, and, and whatnot mm-hmm. and things that maybe they didn't really focus on. And But again, that wasn't the message. Mm-hmm. Right. And it wasn't really about... MLK, which is why they named it Selma, right. I think. And so they didn't want to just do, you know, another movie about that. And so I think that's why they didn't necessarily focus on his private life as much. So, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's, um, in the end, it's what people get out of it. You know, like, even if James Brown was, you know, he had all those, you know, downfall, or all those things that we want to turn our head away from, what did his music do 
to inspire others to go on and do great things. Absolutely. And same thing with Selma. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, they don't want to focus on those things because what good came out of everything yeah. that happened. Well, and also they're not going to be perfect. I mean, I, I granted, I understand that we built them up in our heads, mm-hmm. but they're not, they're humans yeah. and they're going to have their flaws. And that might also be what makes them creative and right. different than everyone else. Yeah. And that so, definitely for, for this was for the motivation. James Ram- yeah. yeah. Where he kind of had to fight for himself. So he never saw anyone outside of his self. Yeah. Because he always had to fight for himself, even when he really didn't have an enemy. You know, he really didn't. He had no need to constantly be beating down his bandmates. You know, Craig Robinson played one of them, which I thought was kind of weird. I love that dude, but he's always Craig Robinson. Yeah. You know, and then he never turned into like anything else, which was cool for him. But for me, it was a little distracting because the dude who played James Brown, oh my God, like his performance was amazing. What's really weird i know that you guys are sketch people uh i think jordan peele tested for that which is interesting to just think of like how different it would have been oh totally i mean think of all the different actors that had tested for that but i'm pretty sure he was one of them um which i have no doubt in my mind that he could have played the role it just would have been because he is so charismatic mm-hmm. and entertaining but just i think that they did pick the right person absolutely for it, so, yeah. and i also saw skeleton twins i don't know if you've seen yeah, that yet sad it- it was it was super sad. It was good. Yeah, I I didn't expect it to be as sad. Yeah. <laughs> what was it about? Uh, it's about a uh, who's in it? They're siblings. It's a, yeah. It's Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader. And Bill Hader and their twins. And at the this isn't spoiling anything, but at the beginning, both of them individually, they haven't talked in a long time. Both of them individually, like try and commit suicide. Okay. And then they kind of reunite, and it's. It's them kind of reconnecting mm-hmm. and reestablishing, and both of them have their own shit going on that they just have to, you know, basically figure out: are they going to be close like they used to be, or are they going to go their separate ways? And it was, it was really good. Um, I personally, I really wish they wouldn't have had Kristen Wiig's character at the beginning try and commit suicide. I felt like it was more gimmicky that they were both twins because. I'm not going to say what it is, but in the movie, she has other self-destructive things that she does. So that's his way. That's her way. And they never touch on her doing that later. So I felt like that was kind of a gimmicky way to start it. But other than that, I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I loved it. It was solid. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I just, it's not a feel-good movie. No. Like, it is funny. It's hilarious in points. But... You're surprised that two SNL people yeah. who are coming together that it's going to be different, which I'm glad they I did love it that, that way. That's good. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, we're ready to do this. Let's... Talk about 1972's The Godfather. <laughs> are you sure it's not It's a not 1980s. the 80s. It's not an 80s. I think it was a 90s. great time capsule of 2016. <laughs> it was. It's a great time capsule for the 21st century. I love the future. Yeah, it's, it Italians like, everywhere. That scene, that scene where he Snapchatted. <laughs> yeah, his selfie was amazing. So what do we think? I mean, we can just jump in. We don't have to go in and order anything. How, how, do, how do we feel about it? Did it? Does it stand up? I mean, once again... Since this is the second show, we can reiterate this. The whole point is we're going through the list of the films that are deemed the best ever or the greatest, whether in genre or of all time. And we we don't want to grade it on a curve. Like if it was good in its time, is it good now? Does it still stand up? What do we think? Everything else. Yeah, it does. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't bat not even I don't think about it. So it's AFI's second best movie ever made. Are, Are we agreeing with that? 
I, yeah, I mean, that's fine. I don't care. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's great. I think it's a great movie. I mean, yeah, I, I would put it there. You'd put it number two? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what the rest of the list is, I'll be honest. But I think, yeah, I, I think it's a fantastic film. And I just, I forgot how long it was. Oh, it's crazy long. Yeah, I think I was telling you, like, I bought beer and I got drunk because I, I was like, yeah, I'll just have like a beer or two watching this. And then it's like 12 beers later and mm. then it's like... Just starting the third act. I'm just, I'm exaggerating. I didn't drink 12 beers. I, I remember I found, um, it was when I was just moving out to LA and going to school and I had heard so much about The Godfather, but I hadn't seen it at that point. And so I, I bought all three DVDs and it ended up taking me maybe like two years to finally finish all three of them because they, they were long and heavy and uh, I mean, they're, they're amazing though. I agree. I think that they do stand up, but I definitely. I just want to say too. I'll, I'll jump the gun here a little bit, but my God, is Brando goodness? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's effortless. It's so freaking good. I didn't know that they put when I first watched it. I didn't know that they aged him. I had no idea. I, I, I mean, I, I was kind of ignorant, I guess, of the trivia of all the actors and stuff at that point. But it was pretty amazing how he encompassed that, the wisdom and the age. Oh, that's so good. I definitely think. I don't know if it would be number two in my list. I. I think that it still stands up. I don't know if the audience would be able to handle just how long it is because I feel like it's a little bit slower. There were some parts I, I thought felt like were it dragging. Could have been two movies almost on its own. Yeah, yeah. And I feel yeah. the same way where I never kind of remember how long it is, mainly because I feel like whenever AMC runs it, they always run it with like the other the other two sure. as well. And so I just it's like one long weekend of how long is this movie? It just yeah. never ending. And they edit it a lot for the TV. Oh, I mean, that's they true. Edit yeah, it for pacing. Yeah, but I almost feel like it at the end of the movie, it's almost really like a whole other story is already happening. I mean, no, it's like him kind of like, you know, wrapping off all those loose ends. But I, at the end of it, I had forgotten that I was still watching the first one. Well, I think one of the reasons why it stands up still is because it actually was a novel first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, I love that it was the same writer that did the novel yeah. and the screenplay. Yeah, so I think that's why it's a little bit um, more timeless than some other pieces, uh, than other mob movies. Sure. I mean, it's actually, very the, iconic. The director wanted to keep that in the title, mm-hmm. was that it was yeah, going to be Mario. Yeah, he wanted Mario Puzo's The uh, Godfather. The Godfather. And it was. You know, and I actually, in high school... For for a high school assignment, I had to read The Godfather. So I actually read it before I saw the movie. And there was definitely... I love the book, and the book was amazing. And this movie definitely feels like it was from a book. Because, I mean, the pacing is definitely... You can kind of take your time. But I'm not going to be the asshole that's just like, well, the book was better than the movie. Because at this (laughs) point, honestly, I feel like people shouldn't even say that because it should just be assumed. Um, Well, but I thought that the actors did it justice, though. Oh, sure. I think, for me, some of the motivation uh, was lost in the movie because it's hard... Certain things, it's hard to articulate in a movie versus a book. You know, and there's definitely points well, yeah, the that whole we, inner dialogue of a character is lost. But, but just the motivations, too, not even just the dialogue. I mean, there'd be a lot of descriptions like I felt with Michael when it went, you know, going to Sicily and getting mm-hmm. married in Sicily. Oh, she's dead. Now going to America, getting married in America. I, love- I felt like it wasn't really his motivations seem more impulsive than in the book it definitely felt genuine versus oh, the oh you're they, bad they kind of uh made up for that was the cinematography where um everything was shot as like a point of view so it was almost mm. like that's how you got that book feeling out of it again was you got you have to be so in the moment and that's what 
with the framing, they were able to do that kind of like on level with exactly what's happening. And there was that um, the one scene that does have an aerial sh- uh, when I think it's when he's gunned down. Yeah. Uh, the way that Supposed the director was, yeah, was justifying it by like God's point of view. And I feel like that's how he convinced the cinematographer to yeah. do that because he wanted everything as if as a person's point of view. And mm-hmm. but I feel like that it made me feel like, no, like I was reading the, the story still like it was a mm-hmm. book, but it was this movie because yeah, I was and, right there in it. And I get that. And I'm glad that you're here because you have more experience when it comes <laughs> to that world. So I don't necessarily gravitate towards that. But for me watching it. I was like, man, they're really wanting the audience to kind of fill in the blanks on certain motivations. Mm -hmm. I mean, once again, kind of like, oh, he's mad that we thought his daughter was attractive. Bring him out here and I'll ask, you know, if if she'll marry me. You know, that felt really impulsive where in the book there was a lot more motivations. It was less like I'm going to then go back to America and not tell Kay that, you know, I'm kind of already been married before. Well, he lies to her again when uh, she's like, oh, is it true? Yeah. At the very yeah. end of the movie. Do you guys feel like it would, if it were today, do you feel that it would be more violent than it oh, was? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. Shorter, yeah, that's what I thought too. Faster paced. I feel like they would probably capitalize and break it up into two films. But then, yeah, make it, because when I was watching the scenes, which were still very graphic, I was like, I, I bet though that they would be even more violent and graphic today. Oh, absolutely. Today. Absolutely. There would be Were there, more boobs. <laughs> that too, yeah. yeah. Some people might look like they might have like perfect eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> well, I'm just thinking like Italian eyebrows. Right. Um, were there things in the book though that they m- missed that were, were there some cool thing that we missed out on? <laughs> yes. That's, that's funny that you asked that. Okay. So, Sonny has a ginormous penis. In the book, well, you could tell. No, but 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 and once again, you have like the bridesmaid or the yeah. wife or whatever wife. indicating that he's very oh, sizable. Right, 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 but right. what we missed is the bridesmaid who goes up there right. to mm-hmm. have sex with him. That is not his wife. So her history, and it, and she is a character that that goes throughout the book. Her history is she has never her lady parts are wide in a way where she's the men she's been with. She's never felt anything during sex. Like she just barely had any sort of sensation because mm. her entryway is, is a little bit too wide. This is such a weird thing to have in the book. This is, this is in the book. So the fact <laughs> wow. that, so she was, she was excited when she heard that about Sonny. And that was like the only man who she actually felt pleasure during sex with. Because he was big enough for that. And later on in the book, she gets with this um, plastic surgeon who explains to her that's actually like a medical condition. And you can have surgery to narrow it down. And she does. And they have sex. And she's great. That's in the book. Out of all the side (laughs) stories that could be in The Godfather, they have one about... Swear to God, that's in the book. I feel like that's like the beginning of Reservoir Dogs now. (laughs) I feel like that's exactly where that Or like why they felt they needed to write that in there. Yeah, because, I mean, she, it's interesting, her character, I mean, I don't mean to minimize her, I mean, that's amazing, but like there's certain, she's a recurring character throughout the book and she kind of has, everything has a ripple effect. And that's what I love about the book is every, don't make it dirty. Well, well, I mean, you're talking about the size of this woman's labia, then you said the ripple effect, I just like, (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, but I can actually kind of see how that ties into the theme of, of you're born with some things, like how the whole, the, the, the family is born, or Michael's born to the way that it is, and, and sometimes you can fix it and change it and... Um, I'm yeah, glad that they didn't yeah. include that because that would <laughs> turn this into more of a comedy for me. Yeah, I think it, was it very, just would change it was the done, tone. For, for listeners, it was done very tastefully. Um, but but no, I mean, she. It, it was very interesting. And the other thing I felt like the movie didn't necessarily capitalize is Michael at the beginning wasn't as gung-ho about being in the family. Right. You know, whereas or I he think... he wanted to distance himself. Right, but... F- kind of from the start of this movie he was like the prodigal son returning like yes basically yeah. saying all right i'm here now and that's not exactly it works fine for the movie but just for the book that was a big i thought difference. he was reluctant he had that line where like oh that's my family case that's not, not me. me yeah and he, yeah, he even that was kind of, he kind of seemed like he didn't yeah yeah it wasn't until his dad got gunned down that i felt that shift where he was like, right. okay now i need to be here yeah and in the book, it was more kind of expected of him because even though Sonny's the older brother and Sonny thought he was going to run the family, his father was like, you're way too hot-headed to run yeah. the family and kind of wanted someone more level-headed like Michael. So that was a little bit different. But once again, I mean, I feel like the way they did it in the movie worked. It was kind of a one-off at the beginning of the wedding was like, oh, these are just... You know, that's that's them. That's not me. But then pretty soon after, he's like, oh, now I'm going to do my thing. I definitely so. thought whenever I was watching, I was like, who in my family would be taking over? And it wouldn't no. be me because I'm like way too emotional. Sure. And I'm the same way where I'd be like, no, have them murdered. You know, um, that's that was the thought in my head. <laughs> I would love to see someone kind of play with the but like the American um like the Rockefellers and all that stuff, and mm. what kind of yeah, Godfather that would be parallel yeah. we could see going on? Because I was trying to think of yeah, it is. A well, those guys movie, are way more but... vicious than the mob ever was. <laughs> Man. But they also still kind of had to let the money do the talking more. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure that there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, but like now you couldn't walk up to one of the you know descendants and arrest them for you know, crimes from their family. I loved how much everyone looked like they were brother and sister in that. <laughs> I'm like, in what world are you trying to sell this? Yeah, that can we all agree? I mean, maybe maybe we're not gonna agree about this, but can we all agree casting James Khan as the big muscly bully was yeah. like laughable? It was, but he was so perfect. I mean, he was so perfect. I felt like he was great for that role, but whenever you put you stand them by you know, side by side with Al Pacino, I'm like, what? Well, well truth be told, we or... don't know what the mother looks like. I thought, okay, Wasn't that's that, true. That's, we have no idea what Because that was. woman is the grandmother. The one that sings Singing. at Who the is, wedding. Yeah, that's the grandmother. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. so maybe it was multiple oh, women. Yeah. Probably he has more kids than just those, but. Maybe. Well, I just know that we don't know who the mother is. Right. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> we have no idea what her genetic makeup and is. And then Fredo. She could be a Sasquatch. Like, I feel like Fredo for me is like Tito in the Jackson 5. Where he's kind of uh-huh. just like thrown off. Is it? Oh yeah, and that kid, and that one over yeah. there. Oh yeah, that, that we guy. think he might be related. Well, to you us. know, it's so the weird. one sniffing it's, the wall. It's so, <laughs> weird about, it's so weird about. It's so weird about about Fredo too, because like you know he's introduced drunk the first time when he meets Kate, mm-hmm. and you're not. I wasn't even sure if like had I not seen Godfather Part Two, he broke my heart, and you know it's like 
I wouldn't have known that that was his brother. Like I would have right. missed. I would yeah. have missed right. that he part. He had to yeah. say this is my brother. Yeah, I would. I would have missed it though. I, I would not have seen it. And I was like, holy shit! Like I didn't even realize. Like, and then he like kind of comes and goes throughout the film, and he's just sort of just like this weird side character. It's like kind of like I'm just watching guys and <laughs> kind of weaselly out here. I'm a rat on the wall. Okay. He is weaselly. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I. You know, he does go on to take more of a significant part in the, in the second film, of course. But, like, yeah, that that's one of those characters where I was like, what the heck is this guy doing here? Like, I don't—he doesn't really serve a purpose yet. Right. So that's the one thing, like, watching this movie— for, for the like imagining it watching it for the first time i was like well that's 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 a character i was like mm. i wonder if it's like that um that their families just kind of they open their arms to neighbors and all that stuff like when they found the the, the lawyer of the family and how i wonder if maybe he didn't feel like he had to justify it because they kind of look maybe related but maybe it was a case like that where might a half brother or something like that mm. but everyone's family to them mm. Mm. one of the things re-watching this i forgot how many people like we're actually in it that yeah. like Robert Duvall I forgot he was I never w- would have remembered that Robert Duvall would be in it who else Diane Lane um or Keaton what the yeah. crap <laughs> is going on with me today I thought Diane they were Lane the, was in the it. weirdest Michael Jackson was too. in it no. um, <laughs> Still, yeah, Audrey no. Hepburn no yeah <laughs> no, Diane, Diane, Keaton. Diane Keaton and Al Pacino is like the weirdest yeah, that's couple weird that's why I love the dynamic in the third movie in Godfather 3 yeah but still, I'm like, oh, I can't. It just makes it harder to. Be- I mean, I love it, but it makes it harder to believe sometimes. I yeah. guess it, it was kind of like he, he didn't really want to be a part of the family, and so he's just going to find he's not the even furthest like, yeah, thing. Yeah, not family. an Italian just- girl. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. I like, I like his I like, way to distance. Well, yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting too, because like you know, they they want to take the picture at the beginning, and you know, Michael, no, 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 Michael. I don't know. So I wait for Michael, and then they finally get the picture, and he pulls Kay in, and this is the first time like I notice like the orange. And so, like, everybody's dressed in, like, these topes and, like, pink dresses. And then there she's there in this orange dress. And I was like, oh, oh, shit. Like, then, then like, all the sparks mm. coming out of, like, the second movie. It was an abortion. I killed an abortion. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite things to say all the time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, then, then, you st- then you start getting the theme of the, the oranges. Right. Let's talk about the oranges. Oranges mean life. <laughs> <laughs> or the opposite of. Yeah, there's a lot of oranges. A lot, lot of orange. Every time. Every time anything bad happens, there's going to be an orange. I feel like you, as a filmmaker, you can do that with anything. You can just like oh, keep yeah. throwing it it's out there. whatever like, symbol you want to This blue do. pen, I'm just going to have this appear. And again, and again, you know. Like the sixth sense. Things I, that were or red uh, the, shining. I the just, shining. I just didn't realize, like, watching it, like, how heavy-handed it was. Like, oh, it's, yeah. not it's not subtle, subtle yeah. at all. And Chucking I, the oranges and, at you. And I think yeah. that's the thing, too, is, like, if this movie was redone, like, you couldn't do that. Like the audiences are right. too are too adept to to what they're watching. They'd be now. predict. It would be predictable. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, you never want the audience to get ahead of you, and I think that would. That's true. I think what helped the Godfather is how dark everything was. The the lighting mm-hmm. was so shadowy that maybe it's that the orange kind of pops out, but it it's like almost like the only color that you see, and so you're just happy to see it at all, and you're distracted. Yeah, and it is. I mean, there is some great irony because orange is like. More of a positive, right? Warm, warm color, happy. and then you know it's not blood or death or anything. You know what I was, I was listening to uh, the, uh, the yesterday was, um, or maybe I was reading it. I don't remember. It's words, voices in my head. But uh, the, going back throughout history, there wasn't a word for blue. 
like in ancient cultures, the only the only culture that had a, a term for the word blue were the Egyptians, and they, that's because they had the the the, uh, the ability to, for blue dye. But and anywhere else, it doesn't it doesn't come along until like the 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 middle of this past millennium. Wow. And so it's like you know, like well, if the sky is blue, but blue doesn't really exist that often in nature. If you think about it, yeah. it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not there, with the exception of the sky. But the sky isn't necessarily blue all the right. time. It's mm-hmm. red and purple and orange and and yellow They're and like white. Yeah. So and, and so I was like, that's fascinating. Uh, that's that's incredible to me. Like that. Did we not see it? Did we see something differently? Because this whole freaking dress thing that, uh, <laughs> that has oh. blown the up white the, and gold uh, dress. Do you see white and gold? I was afraid. I we saw were white talk and gold. I saw white and gold. <laughs> I see purple. I saw, I saw like I, I saw blue, but I only because I with my photos I've had that happen to me so many times. The light blows up the back, and it kind of just completely ch- like even taking a picture and like our skin looks red or something. Yeah. So yeah, I saw a peri- periwinkle and like a like a dirty gold. Yeah, I kind of saw the gold. With the I don't see color, guys. Well, it's not how I was you're, raised. You're so enlightened. <laughs> I just see shape. What? <laughs> but I mean, but the color. Size and shape. I see weight. Just like anything. I mean, it takes like two seconds to Google it. Like I, all I did was type in yeah. what color is the dress actually, and I found the article immediately that it was blue and black, and they had a picture of the dress online and the girl wearing it. So just thinking, what is this debate where people are like ready to kill each other over? No, it's white and gold, you idiots! I'm thinking, you know, a quick Google. You would realize it makes me what sad. It was for, <laughs> it I think it's just for humanity. it was Washington D.C. sending that out <laughs> yeah. just to distract us. They <laughs> did something else, last <laughs> week that they don't want us to know, and they they tricked I love us probably. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think I I definitely um, think the shadows and different different angles kind of added to it. I, I think mm-hmm. it would. Okay, so there were a couple of scenes. I'm trying to think of one where. Okay, where it would like a murder would happen and then it would just like cut to right. I just think it would be different now if it was shot today. You know, well, what do you mean? Oh, like when he goes to the um, mansion I mean, in California and the horse heads in the bed and, and then almost and immediately just, it's just over with. Yeah. And then they're back home. Well, even when they were scaling up for that, I don't know if you paid attention when they were like scaling up the mansion. Mm-hmm towards the window or whatever and it was just i don't know i'm i'm not a filmmaker so i'm not using uh correct language here but yeah i just feel like it would be different there were a couple of times where it was just like and cut to the next scene and i was like what no like i, I don't know no it felt aftermath like it, no payoff yeah even just like a dramatic music or something so i feel like in that instance if people go back and watch that that would be something they would probably change i know they would change it there's no way you sure. could keep it like that Speaking of dramatic, I'm sorry, but I could not stand Adrian from Rocky. I love Rocky, her. I love AKA her. Talia. Is it Talia Shire? Is that how you say yeah. her name? Like, I could not stand That's the whole point. her character. Apparently, it was the worst. She, I had no idea that she was the director's sister, uh-huh. and his whole family was in this movie. Mm-hmm. His dad, yeah, a lot his of people. sons, his daughter. But they were what's all weird, though, that they mom. were, because for her, he didn't want to cast her. I heard this. But Mario Puzo was just like, she'd be perfect for her. He didn't mm-hmm. want to do it because he thought it'd be nepotism. So it's like, okay, so I'll hire 10 of my other family members, but not her, because they don't want to be accused of nepotism. But Maria Puzo is like, no, she'd be perfect for it. And so that's how she got the role. But oh my God, she was so annoying. And that was another thing in the book. Like, I don't think physically she looked like how she was supposed to, but it was so over the top that it was like, it was really hard 
to always be on her side about I mean, granted, obviously I don't want her to get hit or anything, but the fact that it was hard, so I don't want to go out that way. But I'm just saying, like, when she was at the end, when she's yelling at Michael for killing her husband, it's like, Yeah, I agree with that. I I didn't believe her because I was thinking, I feel like the way she played it earlier when she was getting hit, she would have been happy that he was gone and that she was safe. It just, now, she, she just yeah, came she out. I just felt like it wasn't a very great justice to the character and to be like, Nope, she's just fucking crazy. I don't know. She just is like that sister that maybe because I'm that person in oh, my family. Oh, God. She's emotional and she's crazy. And she just, yeah, she's the one girl you know, with all the boys. I, mean, I guess so. they should have built up maybe that, maybe her being princessed growing up. Oh, she's maybe such a princess. Yeah, her wedding yeah. and or her Or just how about her not be a spaz every scene other than the wedding. Yeah. I think I would have but been that, okay with having yeah. some sort of groundwork first mm-hmm. and then kind or, of, or hints of the crazy yeah. in the first scene. To where did they, later. where exactly did they live? They the, were, what do you mean? They had a, the, their own place. No, in the, in the, in the movie. What city were they? Um, do we know that? Except, I'm pretty sure it's in the New York area. Right, of course. Be like New Jersey, okay. Well, New I'm not trying to... <laughs> I lived in New York for a little bit, mm. and I feel like I ran into people that were like that. They're just over the top, and I love it. Yeah, I, love I, it. I mean, I I'll say this. I grew up in a very Italian neighborhood outside of Pittsburgh, and that person is very real. Yes, they are so <laughs> real. But do I want to watch it? Not so much. But I mean, mm. they bring, that person is so real. And I, I agree. I thought, you know, she's like that nagging wife. Slash it was just sister, very hard to slash... sympathize with her. It was like, she's gone through so much shit already, you know, but certain things I felt it, it for me, it was hard to sympathize for the character just because. She was so. I just love how batshit crazy she is. Oh, she totally. <laughs> there needs to be somebody in there. I mean, but look at Sunny. Like you, so you can tell there's elements of that that run in their family. Sure. Yeah, where they're true. just like out, over the top and angry and um, emotional. So I liked. I like that she was like that whiny sister. So I don't know. And I'm gonna say something that I already know you guys are gonna disagree with me because you agreed upon it between the three of you a while ago. I. Hated Marlon Brando in this. Yeah, you're, you're so much, and I know like everybody. But that, but I have to say, my bias is I've never liked him. I never mm. thought that he was a good actor. Why? I just don't. I think he's On a horrible actor. That he's awful. No, I mean the um, fact that he could still pull that off. When did he won the Academy Award from reading cue cards? You have to be see, some yeah, level I of felt genius like you could to tell. do that. No, he. It's it's all it's all hype. I mean, you can see that in the awards that. And even today, the there's a lot of hype. Test of the first movie he was ever cast in, or I don't even know if he got what was it. I forget what it is now, but he he came in. It was, it was like it he was never Phantom Menace, right? <laughs> it's a time capsule. For him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he came in no acting experience whatsoever, and he was amazing. I that, just... by the way, is why uh, whenever we're like, "Oh, could this be number one or number two? And I'm always like, "Wait, there's Star Wars out there, so I don't know if I can rank it." Not Phantom Menace. Yeah, I'm not counting that one. <laughs> I don't count those. Yeah. I don't count those. Yeah, they don't but... count. I agree. Yeah, I, I even... compl- what, what Star Wars movie? What what first what? I don't, what movie? The first happened? one. Well, he said Phantom no, Menace, and I was oh, okay. Joke, joke I was over like, the heads. <laughs> nah, not Phantom Menace. But the other ones. That's why I can't be like, oh yeah, Godfather. Right. You should do that battle, Godfather versus Star Wars. I guess what I was saying last the time. Trilogies. It's, it's hard to say whether it's the best movie because I feel yeah. like it has to be very relevant to the way society is today. And what I've noticed, at least with the with this one and the last one, is there's 
you know, and, and when even when I look at the the t- first ten that we're going to be hitting, is there's so many. All these movies have such iconic roles or quotes or mm-hmm. all this stuff, and I feel like maybe I don't know if necessarily iconic translates to greatest. And I think that's yeah. a big thing that I struggle with because these movies, like the next one's Casablanca, very iconic. But am I gonna? And I need to rewatch it. But when I'm looking at all the lists, I'm like, they're just. For example, sorry, Nightmare Before Christmas has such iconic characters. However, personally, I think Corpse Bride as a story is more solid, but doesn't have the iconic characters Mm -hmm. quite like the soundtrack. Oh, I just love Nightmare Before oh, Christmas. Me too. Me too. I mean, yeah. all that stuff's amazing, but story-wise, but story-wise, look at look at The Godfather. Like I was right. saying, because it was a novel. Story-wise, this is an amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel like it could be one or two as far as like best movie. Sure. And but, I, and I feel like for for especially for this one, one of the reasons why I would justify it having it up there is because of all of the the mobster movies taking cues and taking mm-hmm. inspirations. I mean, you like you were talking about before this that you're watching analyze this oh and yeah there are certain we'll elements yeah. of the godfather well, in of course that. yeah and because it has de niro too which I, I this is completely different but my favorite mob mafia movie is goodfellas oh, that I is my that movie. favorite i just i don't robbed yeah, at the academy. i just even when it's compared to the i mean they're com- two completely different movies obviously but i just i love goodfellas so that uh, that would, I'd probably rank it over it actually. Well, I th- and uh, you know what you were talking about before, like you know, if, if movie was remade and you know, uh, you know how it would translate to audiences. Like Goodfellas is a much more modern. Yep. Because it's yep. 1990 sure. or yeah. 91, yeah. 1990. I think it's a time capsule from the 80s. <laughs> well, it might be. It might, it's 80, 89, 90, right around there. I think it's 90. But I mean, it's a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. It's yeah. a lot bloodier. Yep. Um, That's so true. I mean, it's still Martin Scorsese, so still it's not exactly great, the fastest. No, movie. has a great story. Oh yeah, though, obviously. Yeah. Well, and a true story. But mm-hmm. there's just the editing and the the scenes and how they. Oh, come. absolutely. Everything's a lot faster. Pacing, yeah, for yeah. Sure. The pacing's faster. So you have more scenes happening mm-hmm. with the. Well, I feel like maybe as far as The Godfather being slow, it almost like has that like romantic feel, mm-hmm. like that Italian romantic, yeah. like you know. Sure. Um, but then, and I was, I, I'm Catholic and I'm very Roman Catholic. And I was watching it from that perspective that, you know, the mafia is, they were so religious and yet also murdering people, right. which I remind my family of uh, uh, the Crusades all the time. Mm. I always, my mom doesn't like when I bring them I'm up, sure she, but, that makes her super yeah. happy. Well, hey because, mom, remember because, the Crusades? Well, sometimes, what was that Christian, <laughs> sometimes Christian and Catholic people, we can get... You know, they might look down on on other a people. As, a little yeah. hypocritical, yeah. So I was like, oh, right. And at dinner, I'll be like, and that's just like the Crusades when we murdered a bunch of people. Well, for I like, not, it reminds me uh, the line where uh, someone's like, oh, you know, this Undertaker, you know, he thinks we're a bunch of murderers or whatever. And, you know, that's not what we are. And then, right. like, you know, the whole movie goes on about yeah. that's exactly Which what I do love uh, towards the end with the baptism and how we want to do the baptism first. And See, I that's just awesome love... filmmaking. Yeah. yeah. that When that stuff's going on, oh. it's like, that's so beautiful. Like, that's one, like, one of the best scenes sequences oh my god that was amazing that's one of the few things i like because yeah. i haven't seen this movie in probably 20 years like when i watched it for, like and i was like oh my god I, that's the one scene i remembered like the music <sighs> yep and me it, too it's the yeah, one the thing that back. really sticks out mm-hmm. and just oh this shit's going down yeah and that and montage like, and, and you and always want to be in like and it's and it is the baptism this is this is right. this is this is this is it you, you are now christened yeah the uh-huh. god you are, you, father yeah exactly yeah. 
And so, yeah, but you know, and there are, there are a lot of God shots in this too. Um, like whenever, uh, uh, what's Robert Duvall's character's name? Uh, oh, 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 it is Tom. Tom. When Tom, when Tom goes, uh, to visit the producer and he's sitting down at the table and, you know, so like you have the wedding going on and it's very bright and colorful. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, uh, the Godfather controlling the world and looking through these blinds and like, it's very dark and like that, 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 like we were talking about the dark and then he's just watching this world happen outside that he's created this bright world outside. Mm-hmm. And so this is the next time we see, this is the first time we're away from that world, the wedding and in the office. And then you you get that feeling though, that you're back in that world, the Godfather's world. It's this dark yeah. brown. And yeah. the, the first shot of him having dinner is this there's this power shot over top of Robert Duvall over Tom and he's looking because he's representing the Godfather. Mm-hmm. He's rep, he's representing Vito. And so and then you have the oranges, of course. And it's just like that shit is freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like that's such smart filmmaking. And like all this power and all this stuff is right there. And so I, I love I just love the visual storytelling. Uh, it, yeah. It's... And even with the longer scenes, there's a lot of context in there that is just you're they're plopping you in the world Mm -hmm. and just saying like look around you know there's not necessarily i mean even with the wedding scene which at the beginning is like 20 minutes long i mean it just kind of sets the stage how important this family is and i mean there would be cuts of him having meetings during his daughter's wedding and Mm -hmm. the one guy very nervous about his speech to go in to talk to the godfather and that reminds me of all the things that I love that I think that in filmmaking too, you also, when you're honest about it, sometimes stuff happens on accident that ends up making the cut and mm. that him flubbing his lines was him actually flubbing that speech, but he loved the nervousness of, of that and he kept it. And there are a couple things where like some slaps, yeah. some props mm-hmm. used, a line thrown in that weren't. Uh, originally in the script, like uh, the take the cannoli part was not was in the improv. script. That's but that's iconic. one of my favorite it is lines. so iconic. Because it's honest. It was... So many lines from that. I like, oh yeah, that so many lines. Yeah. Make him an offer he can't refuse. Yeah. And yeah. to go to the mattresses and mm-hmm. um, the, uh, the, the guy that flubbed his lines, the salt. Luca. Luca, yeah. Luca. That is when he gets with the best face. It is the, uh, the, it is so good. Because they don't cut away from it. Yeah. Don't cut away. And the guy looking at him, he's like, yeah, I like this. Yeah. And the guy joking. Just, oh, uh, I, love, I love that little bit. It's so good. It's one of my favorite parts. Sorry. I got really, <laughs> really excited murder. about Luca's well, murder. Well, I think... What's wrong with him? <laughs> well, no, too. I feel like The Godfather does kind of, like, romanticize crime and murder in a way that, in like, our movies now don't. Right. And just, like, people, you know, well, killing each other. We're very desensitized and, at yeah, this point. Whereas, so like, be a higher body count now yeah. than there was. And then. just even back then, like, like how you were saying how he went to visit the producer and there was, like, a certain, even though he turned him down, there was still a certain level of, of respect. respect. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And and that that is, that they was always common. reason for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like, even family, you killed my son and I'm still going to be in the same room as you and be, you know, so it was very, very different, I guess, uh, than our, yeah, sorry. No, no you're okay. All right. <laughs> so one of the scenes that I freaking loved is when Michael, after, oh, I can't even remember what the context was, when Michael was going to the restaurant to murder those two oh, dudes. Oh, yeah. 
And the fact that the guy's speaking to him in Italian and there's no subtitles. Now, in the trivia, it says that the reason why they didn't put the subtitles was because he was speaking too fast for subtitles. But my interpretation is the fact that there were no subtitles because it didn't freaking matter what that guy said. Right. Michael was there to kill him. So he can talk all as long as he wants to, but it does not matter. Nothing's going to change Michael's mind. He's there to kill him. And that just, I was like, oh, dude, like that was, I felt that I'm glad that they didn't have subtitles in there because that was, to me, was so powerful. It's like, we don't need to know what he's saying. And it to keep matter. you in suspense. Yeah. 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 It kind of made me feel like the the cop at the table. I wasn't really sure what they were saying. And But you even look at Michael, he's just like, yeah. you can speak for Yeah, but minute, I'm sure people but... that know Italian that like actually, yeah. you know, were like, oh, yeah, there's a we whole, know. Online, there's a whole transcript of what he actually No, I'm says. saying like, but I'm sure that it's like mm. one of those things oh, where right. even as I was watching like being Catholic and I'm like, oh yeah, well that's like, you know, we do this mm. and we do that. And it's that kind of thing where it's like an in an inside thing. Yeah, I caught, little... there were some keywords though, like with the Latin roots where if you know Spanish or even just recognize some of our own English words, there were some things that you could pick up saying respect and your father and you know, him kind of apologizing in its business. So I, I did, even though I couldn't understand exactly what they were saying, like what you were saying, it's like you didn't yeah. need to. You totally, as long as you were in the scene, you knew exactly what, what the guy was trying to say and how it was going to end up right. anyway. I wish yeah. there had been more food. I'm not going to lie. Uh, oh, my God. I'm not, like, the... <laughs> in, like, the Italian, the other Italian movies that I have seen, I'm like, where's all the food? There should be, like, loads and loads of food. I mean, there's that one scene where... um what's his name he was teaching him how to cook for the sausage yeah yeah yeah. and that is pretty iconic because that has appeared in other movies but um in other like uh mob movies before sure but i don't know that's what i was thinking i'm like where's all the dessert where all which is crazy because in the trivia (laughs) on imdb it basically (laughs) says there's like 60 shots of food there's like well, a lot I didn't of feel like shots. there. That's what I was. But thinking. then again, it's a three-hour long yeah, movie, and there's so much other things. You guys, to look at. That, it, what I'm saying is, if they're going to remake it, it yeah. there needs to be <laughs> Italian weddings and Italian things. There's always food. Like there's always food. Rachel Ray, like just always on in the background. <laughs> Italians are the best cooks. There's always, there's got to be hours of rest. Does anyone know? Is in the opening scene um, when he's petting the cat? Is that the first like mob boss with the cat? Is that what started that whole thing? Uh, no, because Dr. No... Wait, uh, the second one, not Dr. No. What was, what was the second Bond movie? Oh, oh Mr. Goldmem? No. That that was Gold, Goldfinger. Finger, not Goldmember. That's Austin Powers. Yes. <laughs> we are just time jumping all over in this show. Um, the second one, I think, is from Russia with Love. And whatever Spectre is, the head of Spectre had a cat. And that's, okay. what, that's what Austin Powers is making fun of or you know, referencing so that with that. Godfather. And that was 60s. Okay. So that came out before The Godfather. This this cat, um, Marlon Brando just found I on the Paramount. <laughs> yeah, it was a stray in the Paramount lot. And Marlon's like, oh. That's yeah, nice. don't, the scene. don't forget uh, Dr. Claw and uh, Inspector Gadget, Gadget, who also had a cat. I'll get you, Gadget. <laughs> I'll get you, Inspector Gadget. Whoa, that was <laughs> really good. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let's see. In your opinion, were there any missed opportunities or failures or things or just anything you're like, I wish they would have done this differently or maybe took you out of the illusion of the movie? I guess I would have liked to see the mom after we've brought that up. Mm. I would have liked to see how that played into why they were what they were. Anybody else? Um, 
gosh, aside from the food, not being <laughs> yeah, present, come on, it's always around. Um, I don't know, several things. Okay, so there's Sonny, I feel like he was always hooking up with that one the bridesmaid, bridesmaid girl. but it sounds like they could kind of get whoever they wanted, you know? Yeah. I wondered why her too, in the, yeah, I, why the her casting or and whatever then, it was. Well, we know from her standpoint yeah, why, why she him? wanted him. <laughs> but so that I think that was one. Um, at least in the first movie, the Fredo was kind of just lost, I feel. I, I think he was necessary for some parts, but kind of just like shoved right. off to Vegas. He wasn't and, a fully realized character. In the of course, one. in the first one. So I think that, but also just more of their, I think the wedding showed somewhat of their personal lives, but. Not necessarily. Like a lot of times when they would cut to the families who they were all very young families, married, just starting, they were all starting to have babies. It didn't really show their lives as much. I guess it was more of like a depiction of how the world saw them and like their political Maybe, relationship yeah. pretending that that's family, but not so much their Yeah, because the only family. time they would actually see them was like when one of them was being beaten, when a woman was being beaten or their wives or they were yelling at their wives when that's not actually Yeah, their I would life. have loved to see that relationship more in the movie. Like them Once with their again, kids and their, That's why I brought up the yeah. mom. Like I would have liked to see that. Whereas Brando got to do, like you could see him being this, you know, mobster but also running around with his grandson and things like that but i feel like the kids didn't really have that necessarily with their private family lives which they all had private family lives aside from the big family yeah finding out how it started would have been fascinating to hear like uh, hearing that he was the godfather of so-and-so and and that's why he got the nickname but it would have been cool to see more of who was before yeah he started all these yeah and even with sunny i felt like sunny's character wasn't fully realized mm-hmm. even in this he was there kind of the beats like oh it's a plot point moment let's bring Sonny into it there's a plot point oh he needs to go and I felt like when he got the phone call to then he's like I'll be right there and he gets into the car and when he gets gunned down yeah. I felt like that wasn't as clear as it necessarily should have been about him I think there's you know you could kind of assume and fill in the blanks for yourself about why he left home but I felt like his character wasn't as fully realized as just he's the the muscle, which I thought was hilarious because it's James. Well, Conner. he let he left because his, um, his sister, sister had called, just called him. Yeah. That she and he, again. Right. he had warned her husband if you ever touch her again, they would kill, kill you. Yeah, right. I just felt like it was a little rushed. Well, I think I for me it was because I I her husband what was this in Carlo or whatever the character's Something name was. Like that. I I felt like. It was it was almost like one of those like what a twist at the end where I was thinking wait what you were set up like they've hired you to do this I felt like that one it felt a little thrown in mm. to me when they I well that. I knew that he had to be because if you think about it that's their one that's his one, one daughter, daughter that's their yeah. one yeah. sister she's gonna marry somebody like when she just married that guy I was like well, he's a nobody like that, that you know exactly. he's like a schlub. And that's like why who I feel is like this? they would have looked into it more mm-hmm. you know I they really like would have they yeah. really would have done that. That was mine. But also, yeah, I wish I could have seen Sonny's life with, like, his wife. And even though they yeah. didn't, like, he was cheating on her or whatever, but he still had a life with her and oh, his kids. And it was clear that whenever uh, he thought they were in danger, he... W- w- did they have that in the in the novel at all? For, for which part? For Sonny? Did his it show? Yeah, I mean, okay. there, was, there was way more of him. Yeah. I mean, granted, there was a lot of, like, the whole cheating aspect with that yeah. bridesmaid. But there, you know, he was... M- he had more dimensions to him. That's just how things were back then. Even when, like, even with, like, Mad Men and stuff, it's, like, that's just how things were. Mm-hmm. Like, men just, Oh, mafia cheated. guys always had side pieces. Yeah, but I mean, just, I feel like men of power and, or money in general. Oh, you sure. Know? I mean, we sure. look back at Citizen Kane, <clears throat> you know. Yeah. 
Uh, for me, I felt, I I felt like this didn't have a, that distinctive of a cinematic arc where I felt like the ending. I mean, they didn't know. Granted, during filming, they knew that they were going to make a sequel, but that mm-hmm. was after the script was done, and I didn't feel like there was a concrete arc. That's and what I, I was feel saying about it. it felt like it could have been two different movies. Where yeah. at the end, I felt like I was almost watching a completely different segment. And I I think the struggle is you have Marlon Brando and you have Al Pacino, and the whole point is at the beginning of the movie. You know, you have Michael who doesn't really want to be a part of this, who now at the end of the movie is the godfather. But I felt like there was kind of a screen time battle between his character and obviously, and, mm-hmm. you know, Brando to the point where it was kind of made the arc a little murky because you weren't quite sure. I mean, once- what well, it is, it is. I mean, I think you're absolutely right because it is the story. It's it's two two men who are playing essentially the same the part. Godfather, right. Yeah. So you have, and it's, it's a, it's a passing of a, of a baton. Sure. And so the arc has to follow that too. And so you have Brando's arc and then you have, you know, Michael's arc. Right. And they are, they, they happen, you know, it's, it's, they're not exactly lined yeah, up. I guess perfectly. you have to look at the title as the character, like the Godfather. Yeah. Sure. It's the, con- it's the concept. The exactly. Versus. Exactly. So, I mean, so, but for me, I guess nowadays it'd be different, but, as a writer, I'm used to, you know, writing yeah, Act 1, Act 2, yeah. Act 3 and having that distinctive arc. And there really isn't with this one, at least. Yeah. I'll be on Like, stuff like that doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, from, like, just, like, my aesthetic and how I, like, I interpret things and like stuff. Um, I don't mind weird progressions of, uh, in film and, you know, things not following, like, the three-plot structure all it's the true, time. more true to life. Yeah. And I, it just, it's not something that, like... I, I I appreciate it when it's clean and it's like if you're watching a cartoon, you know, that's what you want, you know, um, or, you know, an action movie because those things rely on the, the, the structure of the it all. Formula. Yeah, the formula. But for stuff like this, it's just like it, it is so grand and romantic and uh, it, it, romantic in a tragic sense as well, you know, not just in this, you know, the beauty of it. So, yeah, I, I, I like the pacing. I, I, but, you know, I like the older stuff, too. Like, this is like, I feel like the 70s is like the apex of cinema. Like, I love the whole decade um, between Peckinpah and, uh, you know, Scorsese at the end. And, like, there's just so many great films that are, that are made uh, in the 70s. It's the last time. It's before computers and everything's... Uh, breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, breakfast at... Breakfast Club, Breakfast Club. All, all those great, great time capsule pieces. The only thing I would, change, I would just cut out all the oranges. I really, I would just have like a lot less oranges. A lot, a it's lot really, less. it was really distracting. I, never, I can't believe I didn't notice it the first time I watched it. I, go, I was like, I think well, maybe it's one of those things where after you hear about it, then you can't help. I had not heard it. about it. Really? No, I, I haven't. Heard I'd, I'd, ne- I'd never heard anybody mention it, and I just picked up. And I was like, what the heck is this orange thing? <laughs> And I was like, all right, well, this is what we're going. So I'm not, yeah. I can't wait to watch the other movies now to see if they like they kept it. Did they switch? Is there a pear <laughs> it's, thing? It's, is there, it's is there pears? There's it's like lemons. a Tropicana. They're just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the other thing. There would be there would be marketing. Yeah. So like, if this Brand. movie was made now, you would have like you know Tropicana fifty. Like if only something kind of bad happens. <laughs> but I mean, other than that, I just I agree with your you know with just wanting to flesh out more yeah, of the characters and kind of give a little bit more. Um, and just for me, because once again, I read the book, so I know the motivations. I, I guess that's, 
I just was wanting a little bit more of that. It's really hard. There it's were really freaking hard to do that in a movie. But yeah, there's there's a lot of characters, and even the central characters, they mm-hmm. kind of were a means to an end. Like even with the, we were t- touching on this before at the Academy Awards. It's like there were so many characters. Who's even the lead of this movie? And yeah. so Bra- Brando and Pacino, uh, with the lead versus supporting role. You know who 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 do we focus on? Who gets that? Yeah, I still think Brando. Was I think the Brando lead. too. Yeah, I think so too. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that was a because we're what we're referring to. I don't. Did we mention it? No, we haven't here? talked. No, about we haven't. That. Basically, um, Al Pacino was really mad when he got the best he was supporting a dick. actor. He was not, yeah, he like protested he the, the Academy Awards of because being nominated. yeah, because he thought he should get the best actor nomination, mm-hmm. but he won for best. I don't supporting think he actor. was acting too. I mean. I don't even think he had to stretch that much of act for this movie. Right. Yeah, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love seeing, very him, natural. seeing him not. Natural. Yeah. yeah it's so good. And, and the transformation's so good. And it's like it's not crazy and over the top. All that stuff. Like he's so good in it. Yeah. So for me, I guess just because I'm, I was conditioned to the book first, it was more of those I really want the motivations. I want to know why he wants to marry this Sicilian woman. Versus just oh her dad's up- upset. Let's well maybe let's it's get where you know like <laughs> South you know? Where, it's an old country. <laughs> right. Yeah, where you're sorry to in, piss you off. Arranged marriages. The, uh, the Don't the grab element. the shotgun. <laughs> uh, when you're thrown into the element of his life, because he was trying so hard to run away from it. That's why he went to the military. He wanted to be totally separate from his family. That's why he was dating Kay. But maybe it wasn't a, one of those carnal things in his blood where when he was there. In Sicily, like at well, home. Well, I mean, he fell in love well, with the I, culture I, I, in the I, area. I think the thing is this, though, and like maybe this is mentioned in the book too. Though, is like nothing any of these people do isn't done without the permission of mm-hmm. whoever the Godfather is. Mm-hmm. Whoever. So, him going to the military—that was a decision. Mm-hmm. Him doing like whatever he's, his whole life has been one decision made after another, after another right. for him. So, the, the whole going to Sicily thing—that's the first time, really, that he's not. Under uh, under watch, like right, he's these, not under a big shadow. There's not a per- oh, he's under watch. Well, yeah, I mean, for sure, but, but I know what you mean. By, I know what you mean by the Godfather because right. the Godfather's laid up. You know, they think he's mm-hmm. he's not there. Mm-hmm. So there's all these different things that are that are happening now that were not planned for the first time, or the, uh, decisions that were made without that he had to do on his own. And so I, I feel like if you if we go back and we kind of look at that like this that trek to Italy. Is is uh, like in in some way uh, a baptism and and a transition uh, for Michael's character, and it is so for the first time he's doing something on his own. Mm-hmm. So like when he's like, yeah, well, I'm gonna marry your wife or I'll marry your daughter, I'll marry your wife. Well, no, that'd be weird, <laughs> uh, even weirder. But yeah, it's like yeah, because he's 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 a man. He can he can say and do things. I mean, for... he started that with the deciding to kill those two. Like, yes, yeah. was that his decision? Where he was like, no, I'm gonna. Yeah, do he's this. he has been empowered. Mm-hmm. He has been empowered, and I think that. That shows some of that. And this might sound stupid, but I actually laughed at one point because during that scene or around that time, it's like, you have to be careful. People are trying to kill you. You can't, you know, generate a lot of attention. Cut to like the biggest wedding that's oh, in yeah. the center of town that has a freaking parade. Yeah. I'm like, that's not exactly conspicuous. I just thought that was. Well, maybe know, that's why he ran funny. into trouble. Well, I mean, that was a pretty big red flag. Like, hey, I'm here, guys. Check this. <laughs> like, yeah, and this guy keeps showing up, Michael. It's not safe for you here anymore. It's not safe for you. This random, you know, you know, guy in a villa. So yeah, you can't gotta keep moving, baby. 
So are we going to talk about our cast for if we would oh, remake yeah. this? I just have like the main people's. No, that's... I know you I have do, to do, recast do. all 300 extras. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which members of your family would you cast? Who's the flower girl, <laughs> the baby, Danny? The infant, exactly. the baby. The, the baby. So who wants who wants to get this? Uh, are we doing the director too, though? Yeah, yes. and the director. Okay, great, great. Should we start with director? No, I say everyone just do their list individually. Oh, okay. So whoever wants to go first... I guess I'll go. I I was thinking about um, what kind of crime movies have I seen that I felt like were um, uh, that could be modern now since it's a remake, but still kind of capture the complete world that they're in. And I think David Fincher would do a really interesting job. He's a this. favorite of this panel. <laughs> <laughs> he falls. Yeah, I mean, he does a good job visually. I just I think about Fight Club, and I just <clears throat> I I can't help but imagine how cool. The fucking remake would look. It would just be such a such a mind. It would be dark. Yeah, but that's what well, that's what Godfather was known for was the mm. how dark all that stuff was. So uh, yeah, I think that David Fincher. I think that I would like to see Joaquin Phoenix play the older Godfather. Oh wow! I think he would kill that role. Um, I think he's probably one of the best actors that I know. And comparing that to how people thought about Marlon Brando. I just feel like he he could pull off the transformation, making him look that age. Um, and you know, I actually don't know how I feel about Ed Norton as a, like an actor as a whole. But I think I that with him. Al Pacino, it kind of he doesn't need to act that much. So I think he could play Michael. So that's kind of interesting. So what I have so far? Interesting. All right, I. That's uh, what you got. I What's got, your list? I got uh, Tim Burton as the director. That's oh my amazing. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I have Johnny Depp. As well, Don Vito. Well, well, yeah, shit. of okay. course. They're you know uh, they're common law men. Who's Helen O'Brien? I got I got to go with my boy Shia LaBeouf <laughs> oh, as no, Michael. Michael. Oh my gosh! I, I'm gonna go uh, Emma Stone as Kay. I love. Her. Okay, yeah. I, I was thinking. I, I always go Emma Stone though. It's no, like my always. It's like ninety. You can't no. No, it's, can't go wrong. Uh, and then um oh god, who was my my Sonny? Oh. Uh, Michael uh, Fassbender as Sonny. Oh, that's interesting. interesting. <laughs> Speaking awesome. of Kay, I was thinking, actually, we talked about her last time, but I'd like to see Amy Adams' interpretation of Kay. I think. Oh, yeah, she'd, she'd be, be good. Yeah. She'd be good, yeah. She's a close second. She's good in everything, yeah. too. Yeah, I know. We were, I was just thinking that when I was picking her. I was like, am I picking this just because now I realize how good she is I have a feeling anything she does? I have a feeling as we go down the line, we're going to have a lot of repeats because yeah. there are certain <laughs> actors or actresses that just can't do wrong. What about you, Danny? What's your... Um, Okay, for my... Sorry, I was pulling up someone so you guys can see. Uh, director, I think it would be interesting if Robert De Niro... Oh. Yeah. As the director? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think that he would make a good director. Uh, I think he's... I was looking up some of his other work. I don't know if I'm making that up, Bronx but tale. I... He destroyed did a Bronx Tale. I think... Because the thing is, is that I was talking with people about recasting this, and I was like, oh, he should he should be the Godfather. Like, no, he shouldn't. That doesn't make sense at all. Like, he... Of course, he's already in it, but, like, if you remake the Godfather and then put Robert De Niro as a Godfather, like, that just doesn't... In my mind, I, I just couldn't watch it, but I, could, I do want him to be involved. Right. So I think that he would actually make a, a great director for it. For uh, the Godfather, you guys... Sean Penn 
I thought I was my about him too. Okay. He could. He could. I could see him transform himself or Leonardo DiCaprio. Because when I've seen him when he when he's kind of been on a binge and gained some weight, he looks a little godfathery. And he definitely has that uh he definitely has some of that like mobster ness inside of him. Why are you looking? I'm just yeah, I feel like you don't I'm, like. I am you're like these listening. are the worst pictures. No, I'm. I'm I will listening. Photoshop and show you that this is a possibility. <laughs> Both of these actors, I, no, I, as long as they don't I use like the Sean same Penn. makeup as in JFK. I actually had uh, like Leo like on my mm-hmm. short. I was thinking it, of it, but it took it took me making like a, a big decision for the director in order to like mm-hmm. kind, yeah. of, kind of knock that off because. Because I, he was like, I was like, yeah, he, the dude's great. What about Day Lewis? Because I was thinking, I mean, he's not the same. I don't know about the original character? Godfather, but if we could have like a young Daniel Day Lewis play Michael, but, I wonder. Uh, yeah, uh, going. Sorry, I was thinking going back to Leo. I feel like. Uh, he, he would have to really do it justice, though, where it wasn't like he was just playing a character where he was that character. Because yeah. I could see it almost coming across as him, like, just over the top, like, playing that yeah. character. Maybe in a couple years then, um, once yeah. he actually... Um, for Michael, Oscar Isaac. Do you guys know Oscar uh-uh. Isaac? That's why I was pulling this up on here. So he's actually going to be in the new Star Wars, um, and he's in another, uh, a most violent year. Is he British? N- I don't think he's guatemalan okay but once you see him he's gonna be in a lot of movies coming up um so this is sure. him for but once you like uh mm. see him acting and stuff i could definitely I see, could him, see as him, michael. him as michael um if nothing else just visually this is really random but i sunny ben affleck i don't know i, I was could thinking see about him for being, directing it because or directing Argo, yeah i was or yeah, directing I was with that one. him and james Conn have a very similar show <laughs> yeah well i just yeah when i saw it, i was like yeah kind of been after like his mannerisms mm-hmm. and stuff i haven't really seen him in a role because he did the town mm-hmm. and i haven't really seen him though in a role where he really has been violent uh, oh have you not seen daredevil Gone. come on right. <laughs> right i forgot about that um Get with it <laughs> But yeah, so so Ben Affleck, I thought would be yeah, that would be like he could. I think I'd love to see him direct, direct it or direct it. You guys, Robert De Niro would be a good director. Promise. No, yeah, I mean, granted, like some some authenticity. He would, yeah, and I don't think that he would let it go to shit. So in other words, I think he wouldn't. Yeah, I think it would be top quality. Even just for his own. To have yeah, but I think it's important to have some element, somebody involved Mm -hmm. that was part of the original. But let's know, just think about but, Tim Burton. Getting, <laughs> no, I getting I like his Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> that would be thing. amazing. What I'm worried is that, like, if the it's music, a remake, the Godfather, the musical, oh, like, so good. How, how much do you want to be a different than the original? Because then why would you want to remake it if you, you were don't? Part it's of the not original? necessary. I, know, I feel like he would feel like it was. Yeah, don't touch shouldn't. it. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like you need someone that's like fresh enough and a part of like like Tim Burton. So like I would never even have thought. No, of you that. don't want someone though to bastardize it. Of course, yeah. but. I, I don't think that it needs to be remade personally. No, think none, about of the these, none of these. None of these. That's the fun part. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying like the story in itself, like how much, how, so how are you going to show him being strangled in a different way? No. You know, <laughs> like, so. Well, what about Godmother? That's something that they're making right now. Catherine Zeta-Jones yeah. cast as the Godmother. Really? Have you guys heard yeah, about that? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's going to come out this year. 
Okay. I've already seen production shots. Of Wait, a godmother so is some. I think of like the fairy godmother. Yeah. Well, when it's I hear a, that. she's like a cartel. Yeah, it's like, it's like based on a true story. I think. Hey, I'll give you wishes. Forget about <laughs> it. <laughs> but it's just okay. So, but in that culture, but in that culture, the, the women weren't really involved. However, as it, as obviously like the Sopranos and stuff, like as it as time went on, it showed like the women were mm. actually, you know, the matriarchs, like they were the ones that yeah. were in control. Well I feel like in reality it's like, you know, a man a man might run be in that world. position, but like what is a man without the women in his life yeah. that have influenced him to Well and they whatever. would do anything for them. Mm-hmm. You know? So but I I don't I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to see that one. I love her. I loved her since yeah, I saw her in people, Zorro, you guys. Were really that was one of my culture. That was a huge movie for, <laughs> for us. For I'm your not culture. kidding. My parents used to play it for us all the time in my, Zorro. In my culture, it was a big deal, too. <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed Zorro as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just Catherine Zeta-Jones. No, that, too. I, yeah. Whose culture doesn't like Catherine Zeta-Jones? None. Well, some people were upset because she's not actually Colombian. I, right? I, I don't care. So, so yeah. I know for us, it's like, you're an actor. No. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, I can't. I can't get behind. Andrew that. Garfield's not really Spider-Man, yeah, though, so yeah. not anymore. No, yeah. thanks, Obama. Oh, yeah, right. Is that your list? I don't want to cut you off. Oh, um, oh, uh, for Thalia, yeah, the one that you don't like. Um, Anna, the character I is like that how you say Connie, it? I think, right? Well, oh, I thought... no, Talia is her real name. Oh, Talia Shire. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, Connie. Connie. Yeah, is yeah, the yeah. I could see Anna Kendrick being like whiny. Yeah, and, I could see that. And I love her. And yeah. I do. I just, some of these actresses, I just hate that they're cast in the same, like mm-hmm. they're all, every movie, I'm yeah. going to go see Anna Kendrick and Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt starring yeah. in the next movie of every movie <laughs> I ever. Couldn't, I couldn't help. I know she's a little bit old for it, but I could not get Sarah Silverman. I was just going to say that. I no, I think that's perfect. You know she's no, perfect. No, visually, that's she's perfect. She's perfect. She'd be so good. Yeah. I didn't even think of her. Couldn't get Scratch out of line. But that. you Thank know you she'd rip that. on, like, <laughs> rip on the dude, like, say yeah. some snarky oh, yeah. comments. She would have been beating the shit out of him yeah. in that scene. Oh, Instead of tearing say... down the apartment, she'd be tearing down <laughs> him. Sh- Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> that you said? Um, Fredo, that was who I marked uh, as like Fredo. Fredo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was my Fredo. So Nice. All right, so are we, I don't want to cut you off. Do you have any more? Or no, is it that's, my turn? Uh, okay, so here's my list. I have as director Steven Soddenberg. Um, just because I, once again, I mean, I I don't want to say it was a complaint of mine, but bringing up the whole, like there wasn't a clean cut arc. I feel he does a great job with making the concept of the movie, the main character, you know, where it's contagion. It's about the contagion. So there's, he's, I feel like he does a really great job of balancing a lot of different actors and a lot of different characters and making it where it works. And I feel like he's really good at juggling that stuff. So that's why I have him. Um, I'm going to save my Don Vito for the end. So Sonny, I have Michael Fassbender. Nice. Nice. Boom. (laughs) Right there. So I I think he'd be perfect. Um, For Michael, I actually have Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I, he I was my second. He was my second mm-hmm. guy. I would, I would I love like to that. see that. I think he's pretty great. Um, and for Kay, I have Felicity Jones. Sure. So she played uh, Mrs. Stephen Hawking's. Well, ex-Mrs. Stephen Hawking's, I guess now. But I thought she would be good for that role. For Tom Hagen, I actually have Jeremy Renner. Yeah. So I think that would mm-hmm. that'd be pretty interesting. Um, and then for Don Vito, I actually put Al Pacino. I think it'd be a really cool kind of full circle hmm. to see him 
in that role. So that's my list. That was fun. Nobody that's... put uh, Michael Bay as director? <laughs> that would be <laughs> amazing. I'd get all those violent scenes. I have I to want. say this. I, I want Michael Bay to make a live action version of the Powerpuff Girls. I will say that oh, until that would be it awesome. happens. Because that would be yeah. amazing. That would I like think the about it. Girls. I love but them. live yeah, I action. Back. Michael Bay because yeah. he because he's so over the top with it. But that's how that cartoon was. That's yeah. exactly what it was. I just get he'll like sexualize them and do some <laughs> weird shit. Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe it can be when they're teenagers or something. You know, I don't yeah. know. But I would I would just love to Powderpuff see Powderpuff women. <laughs> <laughs> Powerpuff yeah. teens. That's true. Yeah, I was actually, and when I first was doing the list, I'm like, would Scorsese? No, he already did it with Goodfellas. That was his oh, so good. Godfather. And yeah, who was your director? Steven Soderbergh. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, I don't remember who else. I, I just, I felt like he'd be the, once again, I feel like Steven would be best juggling all the characters and be able to kind of play around with that. Um, so there's a, a another thing. I'm going to read off a little bit of trivia. I mean, you pretty much covered everything about about that I was going to bring up too. So, I mean, I'm kind of happy about that organically came up. But one of the segments I just literally today thought of is coming up with life lessons that we learned in the movies. For example, the life lesson I learned from The Godfather, that if a guy's walking towards you and he's wiping off the sweat with a handkerchief and you don't recognize him, you are screwed. <laughs> like he's going to come and those are all those, the, all the assassins, like especially during the Start christening scene, fast. they're like wiping all the mobsters had handkerchiefs and wiping off sweat. I'm like huh. if I saw that and I didn't know that person, I'm like, I guess I'm dying now. And if I saw oranges, <laughs> leave the gun, I'm take the for sure dead. I just can't help but think every time I think of an orange, I have a cat and I don't know what it is about the smell of citrus to them, but they hate it. They hate it with a passion. They're just like, afraid of death. I know. That's what I'm thinking it is now that the, they saw the Godfather or something. But yeah, you, you uh, put the peel up to them and they'll, they'll literally smack it away from you. Pawfather. So here's one thing we didn't cover that I found interesting and be different now is, yeah, the movie's like three hours long. His initial director's cut was 126 minutes and the studio actually wanted him to add time because they were hurting financially and wanted a blockbuster. And back then that meant longer movies Hmm. versus now where it's you want shorter because then there's more times they can show it in the day, which means more money. So he actually added 50 more minutes to it. Once again, I mean, it's like three hours long. So he did hand in a uh, two-hour movie. Um, And Francis Ford Coppola was not the original director. In fact, he kind of had to be talked into doing it. Yeah, I remember that from the documentary. Yeah, the guy that turned it down was... Yeah, and he he finally agreed to direct the film. I think he turned it down a couple of times. Yeah, he did. He did. But um, he was... George Lucas urged him to take the job and... Coppola was in debt to Warner Brothers for $400,000 budget overruns on Lucas's Ooh. THX 1138. <laughs> I love that. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting. What else? But I thought that, also that was... with Robert Duvall. Yeah, I thought that's crazy because now studios want everything shorter, you know, unless they can prove that two-hour long movie is going to make money. They want it. It's close to 90 minutes. I mean, two hours is okay, but two that, and a half. Mm-mm. That director thing actually reminds me of the, I think I saw in the trivia, there was a director who turned it down. And then he, he also was the same guy that turned down Gone with the Wind and a couple other like huge films that he just felt like he didn't, that they, it wasn't right. And then these go on to be number two on this list of yeah. best movies of all time. Can't imagine what that's like to sit with. Just Daredevil isn't on there. <laughs> 
does not It's accurate. number four. We're not right. there yet. It's number four. Um, Al Pacino, James Caan, and Diane Keaton, or Lane, depending on how you look at it, <laughs> were, were all paid $35,000 for their work on the film. But isn't that a, isn't that decent for back in the day? Inflation, yeah. Considering inflation, I wonder what the well, it, gas well, was like fifty cents. And back, I think back then people realized you had to pay your dues. They don't have the sense of, of entitlement course. that yeah. people. Well, have actually, now. Al Pacino did have entitlement. Well, true, but afterwards, after yeah. saying yes to the money, um, oh, it only took sixty-two days to shoot. So that's I thought that's kind of. I mean, yeah. I can see it. You know, some of those shots were kind of long shots, so I could see how you could. What was the bump role that, that uh, Sylvester Stallone auditioned for? I don't I remember. Think, Michael. Uh, was it Michael? Michael. I kind of wonder what he would look like was as a it? godfather. Yeah. Thinking oh, about Adrian. It now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> it's his sister. Now it's... Yeah. So, oh, I mean, if Sylvester Stallone... I mean, you bring up a great thing because, like, this is a what if, you know, like, Sylvester Stallone was awesome in Rocky. Oh, mm-hmm. perfect. awesome in Rambo when he doesn't talk. <laughs> like, it's incredible. But like, you know, he he decided to do you know Rocky fourteen and mm-hmm. you know Rambo seven and Expendables and like the man is an artist like he's a visual artist like he's incredible mm-hmm. he's a great and, writer too but he's so fucking talented but he just decided like oh, this is how I pay my bills now mm-hmm. and that's kind of what he did because yeah. he still has he has this artistic thing that lives in him and he does it in different ways he's like I'm gonna make money doing movies and that's because I feel like. I didn't know he was a writer before. Like, oh, yeah. That he wrote. Uh, he had a script that came out that was pretty successful. I had no idea. Rocky. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about, not Rocky. I love Rocky. But that's how I feel about the Fast and Furious ones. I'm like, they're just going to keep making them because people are just going to keep going. Oh, yeah. They're them. ridiculously they're successful. Gonna, and Universal and doesn't have 12. a lot of franchises. Yeah. So they're going to stick People with that. love those. They like, do. People like those, especially car people. I've never actually seen one. Oh, uh, Sylvester Stallone was, um, he auditioned for Polly and, um, Carlo was, wait, what, yeah, for for Polly and Carlo. Oh, I was going to say, okay, so her, Connie's husband, uh, I always, he reminds me so much of Sean Astin. You guys know Sean? He's, uh, yes. Okay. So he was in Lord of the Rings. (laughs) He was, um, Drew Barrymore's brother in 51st Dates. He was in Goonies, Rudy. When I see him, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, (laughs) reminds me of Sean Astin so much. I guess if I were to recast, I'd put him in there. He might be a little bit older now, but he's so much, he reminds me so much of that, her husband. You know, goof. Yeah. Yeah. You know who else auditioned for the Don was Orson Welles. Oh, he, he, well, he didn't audition. He lobbied for it. He like oh. basically wanted that part really bad, he even offered to lose weight for it. But huh. the director already had Marlon Brando in mind, so yeah. he stuck with him. Hmm. So Do you guys know um Joey Diaz? by mm-hmm. chance do you know Joey? yeah i can't you see him as a godfather he is such a godfather he's a comedian he's really funny but he's just he's yeah very italian i think and uh that was a that was for my own personal yeah so i th- i think it's th- that to me though honestly thinking about who who to play the godfather was the hardest thing for me to cast because i was like what what do i want them to achieve you know what what do i want to that's joey oh he's snap. always on like joe rogan's yeah. shows no, no, and no, stuff no, yeah he's really funny he's hilarious he's a huge comic but he yeah i could see him as godfather nice all right uh i think we are 
Really? Okay. So Brian, the producer, just said um, Coppola did The Godfather so he could do the conversation. Interesting. Oh. So he wanted that made so it's kind of his leverage or kind of like, I'll do this if I can do this. Interesting. That's very cool. All right. So I think I think we did it, you guys. Yay. Number two. Woo. Yeah. Do we want to, Renee, you have anything to plug or anything? Um... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I, I'm just excited for this podcast to, to come out. I, I think it's great to be a part of a group of people that just sit down and talk about uh, these works of art that, that so much work goes into this stuff mm-hmm. that you people go into the movie theaters and they watch a movie and they don't even think twice about, you know, anything other than the hot actor or actress that's in it or, you know, how it, what fashion they're wearing, all that stuff. Or even what movies mm-hmm. they're quoting all the time. Yeah. Like what Wait, can you do that, Dr. Claw? Mm. <sighs> Hold on. <clears throat> oh, get you, Inspector Gadget. <laughs> So it's so much good. of my childhood. Besides Stick Stickly. Yeah, Stick Stickly. Inspector <laughs> <laughs> Gadget. Brain. Oh, I actually, I do yeah. remember something now. Um, I actually was just interviewed for an article for this um, website called Miss in the Biz. I I hadn't heard of it until I met one of the writers there. Where it's, it's a website for um, focusing on women uh, in film. So they interviewed me because they're going through the decades and going through 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s and so on. Stopping in what? the 80s, spending some time. <laughs> yeah. uh, with the Breakfast Club. Um, yeah, the time but, uh, capsule. Talking about what show business looks like for <laughs> women in that decade. And I was interviewed for 20s. So I got to do an article nice. and that was pretty fun. So if you guys want to check that out, it's missinthebiz.com. It's a, a pretty recent article. I think it came out on the 25th. It's called What Show Business Looks Like in Your 20s. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. And you are on Twitter as? Oh, yes. I am Twitter and Instagram uh, at sign R-E-N-M-I-C-A-R-A. I say it as Ren Makara. It's the first three letters of my first, middle, and last name. So, oh, nice. And also I have a Facebook page, and that's where I post most of my work is Facebook page. Very cool. What about you? Anything, Danny? Um, aside from more food. No, just yeah. <laughs> bring me food at all times. Uh, I am producing a comedy rap battle show at the Improv. I don't know when this is going to air, this but this is probably it'll... the beginning of April. Okay, well, it's typically on Sundays, nine thirty. Come check it out, uh, and then and it's where at the the Hollywood Improv. Okay, okay. yeah. If you are in town, um, and if not, feel free to follow me on Twitter. My handle is Ms. Danny Fernandez. It's M S. Danny D-A-N-I Fernandez F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z yeah. Alright, great Craig? I got nothing You got nothing? Zero Well, you're on Insta- or You're on Twitter Follow me at Craig Ernest Craig Ernest Or Craig Ernest Yeah, I don't, I don't know how plugs work Are we supposed to repeat Like the same thing we said last time? Like yeah, every, I mean, every time can. we do Just if you Either if no you have idea. something coming up Around about the time when this is coming out. By the time this is happening, I'll be freaking famous. (laughs) I will not have to plug anything. (laughs) I'll be bending at my shadow underneath my foot. I guess I'll I'll, I'll repeat this for any actors that are out there. I also work for a production company, and I love your headshots and resumes because we uh, cast for TV features, and we're about to start a series. So you can send your headshots to me at starparkstudios at gmail.com. Awesome. And I just want to invite all the listeners, if you're listening to this, check out the other shows on the Ozzy Cobb Network. So we have previously recorded live where I sit down one-on-one with creative individuals and talk all about their good stuff and just have a conversation. And All right, guys. Well, thanks for, thanks for coming out. Thanks, thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. All right. Everyone have a great rest Wait, of your what's day. A, what's our assignment next Oh, week? the what's next one is Casablanca. 
Okay. Which I've never seen. I haven't seen it either. I don't think I've seen it in its entirety either. Oh, oh. Frankly, Craig Ernest, I don't give it a <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank All you. Right. See you Bye. next time. This has been an Aussie Cobb Media Production. Executive producers Noah Kinsey and Brian Nicholas. For more information, visit ozzycop.com. Where? Where?